and welcome to Geekers Creepers. This is the podcast we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. Today we have a very special episode, much like last time, and it's about Stranger Danger. Nope, actually about Stranger Things 4. And I'm joined again by my good friend, Kelly Kapowski, who is a huge fan of Geekers Creepers. Or, I'm sorry, Stranger Things. He hates Geekers Creepers. (laughs) (laughs) Self-plug. So, Kelly, last time, uh, it turns out we were running low on time because Zoom has changed their policies. So, uh, (laughs) I have uh, now uh, upgraded and so I am now, we will now have time to record, but we will now be recording. Uh, well, we talk about episodes three and four of Stranger Things, season four. And I want, once again, for everybody, it's going to be full of spoilers. We're going through it. We're going to talk about the episode, uh, talk about what we like, what we didn't like. And also we'll review and we given it a review at the end out of, out of five, we, you know, one being bad, five being good. Uh, just to, uh, just to recap, much like they do on, on Stranger Things, uh, for uh, episode one, Kelly gave that a five out of five. I gave that a five out of five. For uh, episode two, Kelly gave it a three out of five. I originally was going to give it a four. I thought about it. Three out of five sounded right. So we've both been uh, kind of uh, on the same mind, mind wave as far as what we thought of this last season. Uh, overall, I mean, you're still loving it, uh, but... Uh, they can't all be perfect. And uh, and then eventually for the next podcast, we'll be uh, giving our thoughts of what the future will entail on this show, uh, specifically uh, the last two episodes that are coming out in July. So, Kelly, uh, thank you again for being here. Let's start out with episode three. Oh, Kelly, I think you might be muted. Uh, I think I'm, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, can we do a quick recap, episode three? Yes, that's what we'll do first. We'll do a recap. All right. So it's actually chapter three. It's called The Monster and the Superhero. And it says, Sam Owens is visited by Lieutenant Colonel Jack Sullivan from the U.S. Army who believes Eleven is responsible for Chrissy's death. Now, Sam Owens, for you they don't know, is the guy that's uh, Paul Rudd plays. Is it not Paul Rudd? It's, um, uh, what's his name? It is the fi- Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. All right. Oh, and uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd. I don't know what show I'm watching. <laughs> Wait, you haven't heard of the show Things Are Stranger? It's great. Oh. With, 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 the, with the little girl. Her name is 12. All right. So it says here, Eleven is arrested for assaulting Angela, but is taken by Owens. Owens explains that Hawkins is in grave danger and that he has been working on a program to help bring back Eleven's powers. And Eleven agrees to go with him. Joyce and Murray fly to Alaska to deliver the ransom for Hopper. Hopper bribes a fellow inmate to break his shackles using a sledgehammer. Nancy and Robin go to the library to look up information about Victor Creel and discover that Creel blamed his family murders on a demon, which they believe to be Vecna. Jason leads the basketball team to hunt for Eddie, believing him to have killed Chrissy. But Lucas abandons him. Max recalls that Chrissy had visited the school counselor before being killed by Vecna. She steals Chrissy and Fred's files from the counselor's office and learns they suffered from PTSD symptoms similar to hers. Max hears Vecna call her name and has a vision of a grandfather clock. All right. Does that refresh your memory? Yes. And I'm taking some notes because I had some very specific thoughts on key parts of this episode. All right. Well, let's have, uh, I'll have you start out. What do you, what are some of the notes and what did you think of this episode? 
Okay, so I will say my favorite moment with um, Murray, the character Murray, is on the airplane when he talks about his taekwondo. <laughs> and I, think how- I think that's the next episode, but go ahead. Oh, no, it's this one when they're in the plane, right? Uh, yeah, it's- but I don't think they're in the episode on this. I don't think they're in the plane. Yeah, it said plane. Yeah, they're on the plane going to Russia. Let me see here. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. This is one of my favorite moments with Murray is when he's talking to Joyce about all his Taekwondo and he's Mm -hmm. a black belt. And she's like, wait, aren't you a black belt in like karate or Taekwondo or whatever it is? And he's like, yeah. And I beat Justin who's 16. And (laughs) and she's like, what? And he's like, thanks for the pep talk. You know, and he's like calling himself and then is able to overcome Uh the pilot, which is, (laughs) I love that scene. That was pretty funny. Um, and then you have the pilot who turns on them. Uh, the uh, Was he giving him tea or something? And then all of a sudden they, they pass out. Yes, he drugged them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode also shows the repercussions of Eleven from beating the girl with the, with the roller skate. Um, yeah, so I, I, remember, I think I just started, I just started rewatching this one. And yeah, you know, after she did that, I'm like, you are in big trouble, you know, because this is like, this is legit. She like clobbered her in the face with that skate to the point where I'm like, I'm like, had you hit her? You, you could possibly murder somebody with the roller skate by smacking him just at the right spot. I don't know if you ever, did you ever roller skate? Yeah. So when I was a kid, so this is what I love about stranger things. Uh, I grew up at, at this time. Like I was a little younger than these kids were, but still I was at that age where, I was roller skating here. Oh, I was at the, the roller rink too. Yeah. Oh, yes. you went to the roller rink <laughs> yes. and they would, uh, they would do the couples dances where you hold hands with the couple. And all of a sudden you have Tiba T played in the background. He's like, one more try. I did it. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, that ain't going to be me. So I need to find a boy that can do it backwards. So I, I was ever, I never had a uh, lady friend to skate with me. I would always just sit, have to sit that one out and sit <laughs> on the side and watch all the couples skate. <laughs> It was it's so depressing. <laughs> Super nostalgic because yes, it's a real lived experience uh-huh. for anyone who was of age in the eighties, in early nineties. Yeah, oh, that- my <laughs> all those couples skate dancing, dancing or skating together. <sighs> Can we talk about the Creel family curse? Yes, because this is the episode where we are introduced to the Creel family mm-hmm. and the background of Victor Creel because we only know him as the guy who murdered his family for a long yes. time. Mm-hmm. And then in this episode, we get the backstory, which I found fascinating. And for a long time, didn't even make sense. I was still had so many questions about it. And throughout the rest of the series, I think they do explain little bits and pieces a little bit more. But I love the scene of like the explanation of his family's murders. Yes. And well, actually, you know what? That might be the next one, because I think let me double check. I think it's the I just wrote these notes during your summer. I'm sorry, Kelly, you're breaking up there. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. We, okay. I wrote these notes during your summary. It's the, from this episode. It, are you sure it's from this episode? Yeah, because I have two more notes from this episode. Yes. Okay. All right. Because I know like, um, uh, all right. Because I know they, they do go to the library. They look up some of the history. I thought that they find out the history when they visit him at the jail. Is this the episode they where they visit him? Parts of it. Oh, okay. Because that's, that was the, um, uh, yeah, we do get to learn more about the history, about the, about the haunted house. Which I do like the way they uh, they do that because you're 
you're le- like up until this point, I thought that the house sat on one of the portals that it was like actually just sitting on, on one of the upside down portals that had always been there. So did I. Um, and we won't get to it yet because that's a twist at the very last episode. But, <laughs> but like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay. So then the upside down drove this guy mad to, you know, that he was being, he was going crazy and he murdered his family, you know, and that, and like, I never thought that, um, I, I, you know, even, even with Creole, I was like, well, is he really a murderer or was it maybe that he, the people that were killed by the, the demigorgons, you know, and that, you know, they, they just never blamed. realized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that twist is just, uh, well, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. The twist doesn't come yet. It's mm-hmm. just the what happened to his kids and like his wife and like how he was stuck in like what he called a paralyzed state mm-hmm. where like he couldn't do anything. And I guess all up to that point, you think he did it. Yes. Like I did. Until you hear his side of it, which this part of the episode was one of my favorites because of that. You really got to see that he didn't actually do it. It made mm-hmm. you believe him. And this is also the part where I think uh, I mentioned this last time, but uh, Jason leads the basketball team to hunt for Eddie. Yes. And, and again, that was, that does get that, that's creepy in a different sense because you've got like this vigilante justice, you know, Mm -hmm. going out there hunting these, this guy, you know, not knowing the sheriff really doesn't do much. Sheriff is like, don't go out and do it, you know, and then loses complete control. Yeah. In the press conference, I don't know if we've gotten that yet, but like his control is zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, Hopper probably would have yelled at them that, you know, if you guys do this, I'm, you know, you're all going to go to jail, but he kind of just, he kind of lets it go. And I, it, I, yeah, that, that does kind of, uh, you know, you're thinking, I don't know that that was, that was just a, a crazy. Um, yeah. To have vigilante justice is very dangerous. You know, and I, I know, I think we all understood that like the boy was hurt and was trying to like get justice for who he felt like murdered his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's very honest and like, he's not, he doesn't have any other intentions. Those are his only intentions are to find and hurt the person who killed his girlfriend. And so it doesn't make you like hate him, but you also, it makes you feel like it shouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to, I guess, because there's two sides of it. Yeah, because, well, we know the side that Eddie didn't do this, but he doesn't. Right. You know, I mean, this guy, he might be a jerk, but still, he really cared about his girlfriend, and he doesn't know that Eddie's innocent. You know, if you look at it from an objective point of view, you'd be like, no, this Eddie guy did it. He ran away. Uh, This girl's, you know, like, found all mutilated, and... um, you know, he's not coming out, you know, he's not, he's not coming out of hiding. So why is he, you know, running away? So I, I could see why he'd be, you know, as angry as he was. But it, yeah, it does like add an interesting twist to like, I guess the urgency, mm-hmm. which like Eddie is like trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> and this is also the part we find out that Max is realizes that she's the next one. She's the next victim. Yes, you know? that was a big twist. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I thought that she was going to bite the bullet. I was like, yep, Max is, I'm like, she's a, what, the newer character in the bunch, even though I keep thinking she appeared in season three, she was in season two. Um, wow. So, so she's been there for a while now. And I was thinking, yeah, she's going to get it. You know, she's been, she's been grumpy. She's going to make her amends and she's going to get it, you know, but th- yeah. we'll talk about that for the next, next epi- episode four. But yeah, she goes in there, tries to find out um, why, 
you know, why they're getting, you know, why Vecna's coming after these people. And it, and we talked about this last time, but it looks like they say here that it's uh, people that have suffered from PTSD. Yes. So this is the episode they break into the counselor's office, Mrs. Kelly. Mm -hmm. And here comes in another theory of mine, which to be fair, is not original because I heard it kind of somewhere else. Okay. But I believe there's something else going on with Mrs. Kelly. Really? Yes. I think she was introduced to us kind of specifically. Okay. Instead of them just breaking into the counselor's office, it could have been anybody. She actually talks to Miss Kelly Mm -hmm. and they show clips of the other students like going to Miss Kelly. You know what I... I just, I don't know. And I, I just read online that like, there's something else possibly about her. Well, it could be. Do you remember uh, when the little girl or not the little girl, but uh, what was her name? The one, the uh, Chrissy, when Chrissy is walking out of Miss Kelly's office, she looks really traumatized. You know, I know that if you go to therapy, you don't come out uh, skipping and hopping, but uh, you know, she kind of comes out kind of clutching her arm and walking, you know, re- you know, really you yeah. know, kind of looking down like like something had happened, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is something to that. Yeah. Connected in some weird way that, that they're chosen possibly by her because she knows their past trauma. So she like, who knows? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's just a theory. That would be a cool twist that she knows Vecna and working alongside Vecna and helps choose his yeah. victims. Yeah, because she's seen she's meeting all these kids. Yeah, that would be that would be really twisted. That wouldn't that wouldn't help out the um, uh, <laughs> the psychologist of the world because <laughs> you, you, you can't trust him anymore. Um, so with this episode, uh, chapter three, uh, the monster and the superhero. Well, let's also talk about that. The monster and the superhero. Who's the superhero? I don't know. I'm interested to hear the recap to see if they explain the the title. Yeah. Um, so uh, with this one, what would you rate it out of out of five? Oh, this is the name of the episode, the superhero. Why did I know that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, I was just thinking about your question. Um, I would rate this one. Well, because it has my favorite scene with Murray and his Taekwondo. I'm going to go four. You're going to go four. With go this four. one, I'm actually going to be. I really different. love the Creole family backstory. Mm-hmm. With, with this one, I'm going to go uh, three out of five on this one. Okay. Now, I, I I could see why you like this one. The next one is the one that, yeah, that one was the one that rocked. Actually, if you don't mind, do you want to do four in chapter five? Do you have yeah. time for that one? Okay, let's do four and five, and then we'll save six and seven and our theories for next time. Chapter four, Dear Billy. Dear Billy, yes. All right. Joyce and Murray deliver the ransom payment to Enzo's contact, Yuri, but he drugs them, planning to keep the money and turn them and and turn them uh, and Hopper and Enzo over to the Russians. Hopper escapes the prison camp, but is soon recaptured. Jonathan, Mike, and Will prepare to sneak away from Wallace and Harmon, agents left to watch them, but armed soldiers attack the house. They escape with the help of Jonathan's friend, Argyle, bringing an injured agent Harmon with them. Nancy and Robin interview Victor Creel at the Penhurst Psychiatric Institution. Creel recounts his family being tortured or tormented and killed by supernatural forces, although he was arrested for their deaths. Max, fearing that Vecna is about to kill her, writes letters to her friends and family and goes to the cemetery to read her letter to Billy by his gravestone. 
She is soon possessed by Vecna and finds herself at the altar of the Upside Down. Steve, Dustin, and Lucas learn from Nancy and Robin that playing music can break Vecna's spell and play Max's favorite song, Running Up That Hill, on a cassette tape. This opens a portal through which Max escapes Vecna's control, successfully avoiding death. Kapowski, this is one of my favorite episodes of Stranger Things. All right, Things. let's this hear is it. A five out of five. Number wow. oh, all right, here's a fun fact. Did you know that Running Up the Hill is now like uh, back on the charts? Yes, I After heard. <laughs> I have never heard this song in my life. Oh, it's so good. It was definitely one of my favorite 80s songs. Really? Yeah. I have never, ever heard it. When I saw it, I, my first thought, I'm going to be honest, when it was being played, I thought, oh, okay, they're using the song because it's uh, it's not famous and they probably got it really cheap. Oh, I didn't realize it was popular. We always cover that song. Yeah. Uh, so this one, uh, it is, it just hits everywhere. I mean, you've got, um, all right, well, well, let's start with the hopper part. All right, you've got that part where he, he escapes, uh, he escapes the prison camp and everything. It's like this, it's this crazy escape. He's making a run for it and he gets caught. And I'm just like, I'm like, Oh my God. I thought he was going to make a run for it. He was done. He was out of there. He made it to the church. He found the peanut butter. He found the peanut butter. He made it, you know? And like, he does everything like this episode. This is the one good Russian episode. In my opinion, one of the good Russian episodes, because like he, like you could feel the torture he's going through. He's like pulling the thing out of his leg, the, the, the shackles. Um, like he's uh, he's prepared himself for the pain he's gonna have to go through. He gets on the snowmobile, makes a run for it. Um, he takes out all the guards. Does he take out? Does he blow up the? Uh, you know, it takes out so many guards and makes a run for it, only to finally get you know to be that close to escaping and just being found again. That's a theme for him because that happens yeah. again when he's in the arena, mm-hmm. and they get all the way, you know, and then it's like it, it's the theme for him. But yeah. yeah, and I think I think with um, uh, the Hopper character, he really like you really can tell that this is just it's it, the frustration he has to go through, um, the torture, and and it's yeah, I, this was definitely uh, one of my more favorite ru- the episodes where they deal with the Russian the Russians. So this is a good episode. It has a moment for me throughout the entire series that always sticks out in my mind. And that is the phone number inside the pen of the dying cop inside the van where he's like, here's the number. And he gives mm-hmm. them the pen and they try it. They're like, write it down, write it down. But really he's giving them the number. It's inside yeah. of the pen. <laughs> I, I love that. I think it's so good. And that they only figure it out later when they accidentally break the pen. Mm-hmm. You know. And this one also has uh now, oh, another great action scene where those two those two cops are are or the FBI agents, whatever they are, they're left there to watch over Jonathan, Mike, and Will. Yeah, you know? and they're just sitting there lounging around, watching sports, watching yep. golf, <laughs> and they, they're like they want to order a pizza. The, the kids want to order pizza so they can make a run for it. So what's the name? Argyle can come by and pick him up. <laughs> and and that again, that caught me absolutely off guard as soon as, cause I thought, okay, here comes the pizza. Here comes Argyle, <laughs> another, another stupid joke. And then they open up the door and bam, they just start blasting away. Yeah. Unbelievable scene. Yeah. Like that was just, I think it was like a, it seemed like it was a single shot. Like the camera was just following them around. Yeah. It was intense. Yep. It was and, good. Yeah. yeah. The cops just blasted everybody away. He's got, yeah. Um, it's it was just shots fired. 
everywhere. <laughs> and then like that right there, that was like, I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, wh- what's going on. This is, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I absolutely love that scene. Uh, they get in the van, make a run for it. The guys in the back, just bleeding, you know, this cop. And um, yeah, that was, that was definitely uh, a fun, uh, a fun ride. And then, uh, well, let's, uh, okay. This is also the part where they go speak with Victor Creel. Mm-hmm. You want to take over that? Kaposki, tell us a little bit what, you know, what you thought about that. I think when we first meet Victor Creel, when they're there on their fake college trip, we talk about his eyes mm-hmm. and the fact that Victor Creel doesn't have eyes mm-hmm. and how that happened and how he self-mutilated because of trying to join his family, which really makes you believe him mm-hmm. because I mean, yes, obviously an insane person would do that. And he is partially insane because of what happened to him. Um, but that, that he, he, if he really killed his family out of rage or whatever, that he wouldn't feel like to take out his eyes. Yeah. You know I mean? and, and you see that and you find out that, you know, his whole family died or that, or you're led to believe that his whole family died. And yeah, I, I, I agree. That was, it's kind of like this episode, they also are steering us in a different direction because even up until then, I'm like, I believe Creel didn't do it. I think the house is, you know, above, above one of the portals to the upside down and that that's, what's kind of taking over, you know, and it's upside down that maybe he did do it, but he was forced to buy something, you know, by Vecna in the upside down, you know? So with that, I, I really like that. And also, do you know who played Victor Creel? Yes. Uh, Robert England. Yes. Freddy Krueger <laughs> himself. Indeed. Which I thought was a great play on the series. That was, I, I did not know he was going to be in there. Actually, maybe I had heard at one point, but I absolutely forgot about it. As soon as he turns and he looks, I'm like, Oh, it's Freddy. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, they got Freddy. What a cool thing. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, that casting. And I did it. It's it's a little bit of stunt casting, but it wasn't anything that it was. He still did a great job. He did a great oh, job. Fun fact. <laughs> Let me toss another one in there. All right. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on a second. One of Kelly's fun facts. I wish I wish I had something uh, like with Jose's, like Jose's console watch. Something for like Kelly's fun facts. Yeah. Um, so they reference Freddy Krueger when Max is drawing her visions of what she mm-hmm. saw when she was under the spell. Yep. And Dustin talks to the little sister about Freddy Krueger. And I only <laughs> noticed that after re-watching the whole thing that they do reference Freddy Krueger in what, the series. What, 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 what Dustin was talking about that, I was cracking up because the way he describes it, like, it's this guy, he comes out of your dreams, he's got these nails, and he's got these razors for hands, and it's this little girl that he's trying to, he's creeping out. And he's burned all over. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another little fun fact. Did you notice that when they first go into the uh, to visit Creel, he's scratching like the table with his fingernails, like he's actually scratching into the uh, into the table, much like Freddie does. Oh, I see. I didn't know Freddie did that, but yes, mm-hmm. that drove me crazy in that part. I was like, "Can you please stop that sound?" Oh my god, <laughs> so bad. And you could tell it'd been so repetitive because it had been like dug into the metal table. Exactly. Ooh. Um, and this one, this is also a part where we get to see, uh, I think it's one of the few times where we get to see uh, Nancy and Robin kind of working together. Oh, yeah. They're, Which they're, then starts a whole kind of like thing of them being kind of working together a lot. Yeah. And I get a kick out of like, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, if this is going to happen, but you got the Nancy and the Steve dynamic now with Jonathan out of the picture. 
And Robert keeps telling him, he's like, I'm not interested. You don't get, you know, trust me, I'm not interested or mm-hmm. that we're just friends. Um, but yeah, you get that little, you get the, I think you kind of get to see maybe is Nancy a little jealous, you know, that Robin's so close with Steve and um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I got, again, like I said, I've got my theory on what'll happen regarding and that. If you remember, Jonathan has that letter to show Nancy that she has not seen yet. And that is, he is not going to college with her. Yes. Yeah. And we haven't had that come to fruition. That conversation hasn't happened between them yet. And finally, my favorite part of the part of this entire thing is the whole Max story. Okay. Um, I'm, she At this point, she knows she's going to get killed. She's just preparing for it. She writes her uh, letters to everybody, you know, uh, and I thought she was, I thought she was a gunner. She, she writes her letters to everybody, uh, uh, gives it to her mom. And there's that scene where she actually talks to her mom outside. Do you remember this part? That was the creepy scene that showed her PTSD. Like, yep. like I thought, you know, I'm like, okay, she met her mom. She's talking to her. They're sharing one last uh, peaceful moment. And then it turns out it's actually Vecna. Yeah. And again, man, they got, that gets you so good. Yeah. Cause uh, she wants affection from her mother and her mom gives her a hug, but the trauma is that she's never had it. So the mom won't let go and it becomes creepy and mm-hmm. scary and traumatized. And, and yeah. And, and yeah, that was very well done. Uh, and then afterwards, Max is, uh, uh, gives, uh, I think all the entire crew, or is it just Lucas a letter? No, um, she gives yeah. all of them. Yeah. All of them. And her and other family members too. It was really sad. It was. It was. It was like it. You could tell that in this episode, this actress, she's she did a really good job in this episode. A very good job. Like you can feel like you know, like you know that you're about to go, and so you're saying your last farewells. Um, mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's even bossy about it. Like I, you're gonna take me here. Like she tells Steve, like you're gonna take me here. And Steve's like, uh, as the babysitter, you know, drives her around. Yeah. And. Then she goes to visit Billy, which again, I didn't, I never thought that they would be that close, but I could see where you said last time, Kelly, that it's probably from the, the last, the last season where he sacrifices himself, even though he did a lot of bad things up until that point. Like, but he was, he was, uh, what do you call it? He was um, uh, possessed by the mind flayer or whatever the character. Yes. In this episode, that was very creepy. Mm-hmm. And and then so she goes to uh, kind of reads the uh, reads the letter to Billy at his at his uh, gravestone. And yeah. And then after that, I believe that's when uh, she gets taken by Vecna, correct? Yeah. So then she's in the trance and she gets lifted mm-hmm. up into the air and they have to figure out her favorite song. Yeah. And that's what they find out when they visit Creel. Creel's telling the story and mm-hmm. Creel says that the one thing that was there was a song playing. And that's how uh, everything stopped or, you know, that's what stopped the attack from continuing. So they dig around, they find her favorite song, which is running up that hill again. Never knew, never knew this was that popular. Uh, Max is inside the upside down and that's, that's creepy. Like, oh, you've got all the, wasn't Barb in there. Didn't we see Barb's body? Oh yeah. It's one of the like, like the statues. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like display the victims. Yes. And that was a creepy area. Like you've got all these like bodies and, and it's just like, it's his, it, 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 it was like his own. It's, it, it's our version of hell, his version of paradise, you know, just kind of this like reddish, 
just really a nightmare world with all these dead bodies. And um, there's Max in there, you know, and she's getting, uh, uh, she's not being tortured, but she's like being psychologically tortured by Vecna, you would say. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then they start playing that music. She breaks free. Everything's falling as she's running, you know, like the land, the world is just falling around her as she's running, trying to escape out of there. She makes a leap for it and survives. It is an, an intense run. Yes. A run that she does. It, it, it's very good. It's very well done. Um, but what I was going to say is I didn't know this at the time, but I just realized during your synopsis that playing the song opens the portal. You're right. That's what it is. And that's I what it was. Know that that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners that may have also made that, like, I don't know, I'm not even thought about it. Like I didn't understand that the song actually opens the portal, which is why you could see it as a vision mm-hmm. through kind of like the hellscape. You could see her friends. So yeah. It yeah. actually opens the portal, which is very, like why music, why someone's favorite song. That's a strange thing to open the portal. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it might be because if you have PTSD, maybe it's something that's something that calms you. You know, your favorite song will. The portal gives them care. Yeah, or <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. To have like open the portal. But that was uh, this episode. Like I said, it's uh, chapter four. It, it, man, I don't think they did anything wrong in this one. I think it was it was hands down just like. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Stranger Things uh, episodes of all time. Um, I would definitely give this one a five out of five. What is your rating on this one, Kelly? Um, I'm still going to go three out of five. Really? Three out of five? Episode one compared to episode one, which is five out of five. Okay. I feel like when we get to the later episodes, we start creeping back up into the four zone. Okay. No. So is there is there parts of this that you just did not feel the vibe? What what was it that you'd be like that gave that you would give this a three out of five? I feel like Max's trauma isn't really enough. Like the stuff with the mom was creepy and that was kind of good, but like mm-hmm. the Billy stuff, mm-hmm. like all she wanted was for him to love her. Mm-hmm. Same thing I think with her mom. I think that's like what her trauma was, and so for him to be like you know, I, you, you're glad I'm dead. And like, just, I guess, guilting her mm-hmm. and it just didn't do it for me. Okay. I don't know. But I mean, okay. not that the episode wasn't great, but. I'm not. Just- That's fine. That's fine. All right. So we've got one more episode uh, and then we'll leave the other two and our theories for next time. So this one is called chapter five, the Nina project. Owens takes Eleven to an abandoned ICBM silo in Nevada, where he and Dr. Brenner have developed a specialized isolation tank dubbed Nina that allows Eleven to access memories of her time with other children at Hawkins Lab. Eleven attempts to escape and briefly regains her powers in the process, convincing her to continue with the experiment, uh, uh, convincing her to continue with the experiment. Elsewhere, Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan tortures Agent Wallace for information on Eleven's location. In California, Agent Harmon dies before the, giving the boys a phone number for the Nina project that connects to a modem. Mike decides to enlist the aid of Justin's girlfriend, Susie, in Salt Lake City. Hopper is in prison alongside Antonov Enzo while flying to Russia. Joyce and Murray subdue Yuri and crash land in the wilderness. Max, Lucas, Steve, and Dustin regroup with Nancy and Robin and decide to investigate the Creole house. 
Inside, they encounter flickering lights, which they trace to Vecna's movement in the Upside Down. Jason and his fellow players locate Eddie trying to escape in a boat while Jason and his teammates, Patrick, swim after him. Vecna kills Patrick in front of Jason and Eddie, causing the lights in the Crail House to burst. Okay. Okay, I already know my rating for this episode. It's a good one. Really? I love this episode. Okay, what would you rate this one? I would say four out of five immediately. I remember this episode. It's fantastic. I, when they go into the Creole house, I'm Mm -hmm. like, please don't like do anything but go inside that place. Remember (laughs) they have to take the board off the door because it's been boarded up because it's, and then it's like left just the way the family left it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm like, no, don't go in. <laughs> like, that's even worse. <laughs> you know, and then they find the Black Widows and it is just a house of horrors. And then we see the scene of the dad, like watching the baby in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite, I don't know. I be, did it, was it to make him feel like a baby killer because he was in the war? That's what it, I think that's what it is. Because yeah, I, I remember like, I, baby I, on fire, like, oh. Yeah, I think when he was in the war, didn't he like he made a mistake and bombed some other place, which killed a family? Yeah, it was something that he was a baby mm-hmm. killer mm-hmm. and to remind him that he was a baby killer. And that's what put him in his trance. So let's talk about the first part that we have here. What did you think of the 11 uh, is trying to get her powers back part? Oh, about the Nina tank? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why the water. I think it's like a, a deprivation tank where wow. you don't hear anything. And you just kind of like zone out. This is the scene where they replay the beginning over and over again, right? Where it's like, oh, you're late, sleepyhead. We're mm-hmm. ready. We've been waiting for you. And she has to like figure out that like her memories. Yes. And I think she makes a run. So, th- so this is another part where the 11 character, they got to, I don't know if they're, if they're, I don't like the direction they're taking her right now because if you remember, they talk her into, hey, you've got to come back here and get your powers back. We're going to show you. Mm-hmm. Then she sees Papa and has a fit and wants to make a run for it, even though like she knew she's there to get, you know, to get her powers back. Um, it's like, well, you're there for a reason, you know, and, and and she can't you can't have your cake and eat it, too, because I think, you know, she's she wants her powers back in a selfish way too. Cause remember when she didn't have any, she just got picked on mm-hmm. when she, right after that bullying. Yeah. And so, you know, she doesn't want her powers back. I don't think just to save her friends, but she wants them because she feels powerless. She doesn't remember. She, she was using her powers to beat up on bullies that were picking up, picking on the crew on Mike and them. That's you know? why that was the title of that episode. What? She was a superhero. Do you remember in the note that Mike wrote? He's like, you're, I like you'll always be my superhero. Oh, that's what it okay. So she's yeah, a superhero. So but, but yeah, she was. I mean, she was a superhero. She was helping out the the kids, the boys, um, making that one bully pee his pants. And you know, yeah. she and but now she's powerless. And there's they tell her, hey, we're gonna get your powers back and and help your friends out, mm-hmm. but you you'll have to go back to our uh back to where we were at but then while she's there she now has a fit and wants to leave again and it's like well you know come on now it brings up her trauma of her thinking that she murdered everybody that's like the last time i think she saw that guy was when he was like you murdered everybody right no 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 the last time she sees him is uh remember i think it's at the end of season one like he's she makes an escape and he's chasing after her 
And I think, I think you, you're supposed to assume that the Demogorgon gets them. Oh, wow. I don't remember that. And I even rewatched, but anyway. Yeah, the Nina Project. So she is in this program to recall her memories so she can regain her powers is mm-hmm. the purpose. And she is stuck in this space of a repeat loop mm-hmm. with a guy who looks like an orderly. Um, I don't know. Like, do we really want to like talk about the whole thing? Or I think. Well, let's save that for next one because that's that's chapter six. The dive. Just eleven relives memories of befriending a lab orderly. Yeah, and so we'll that. she, yeah, that's kind of where I guess where the episode is. We're like introduced to this new character that is an orderly. Well, th- that'll be the next episode. So this one, this one, we're just. I don't think if we are introduced, it's briefly in this one. Yeah, just briefly. But she's yeah. like in this program to regain memories, and this is the one memory that she has first. Mm-hmm. And she has to keep, like, she tries to exit all these different doors and she runs into the same memory of the same orderly being like, good morning, you're late. Everybody's been waiting for you, silly, or something like that. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of creepy to her after a while because, like, he says it the exact same way and it's, like, creepy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, with this, maybe I have to rewatch this episode because I think, like like I said, I was rewatching them all all at the same time that, you know, at some point you get burnt out and I maybe I just kind of had this in the background while I was... Uh, um, I don't know, probably on the phone or something. I'm going to check this one out. So then there's also the uh, the part where Agent Harmon dies and gives the boys the phone number. Aren't yeah. they burying him at one point too? Yes, and Argyle wants to make a sign on the pizza box that has all their names on it and like <laughs> memory of unknown murdered man. <laughs> it is a great stoner moment, I will say, on his no. part. As well. <laughs> oh, Kelly, you're there. You were just breaking up. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay, oh, here you know. Um, and so then we also have the uh, Hopper is in prison. Is back in prison with Enzo. So this is. Uh, I think there's just after they make the escape. Oh, it turns out. Yeah. Does don't they get in an in a fight inside the prison? Him and Enzo, the the guard. So Enzo is not the guard. Enzo is the pilot. Oh, Enzo's the pilot. Dimitri, I believe, is the prison guard. Okay. Yes, right. so Dimitri and Hopper are now in prison together. Okay. For, time for co- collaborating on mm-hmm. the security guard's part to an escape Hopper. Um, so, yep, they're in there together. And Hopper is, he beats him up at first, but then mm-hmm. kind of like submits to the fact that they're both going to die there. And like, what good does it do? That's true. So, I'm surprised that they were just shot after everything that happened. I know like, when they just want to kill everybody all the time anyway. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, I'm like, okay. So you guys are, these Russians are very, uh, <laughs> very by the law. I'm like, I'm like, you know, Hopper just like blew up 20 of your fellow, in, uh, uh, fellow guards. And, um, you're really cool about this. Yeah. And they're like, if you go out of line, we shoot you. Yeah. They, they tell that like three times. If you do it one more time, we shoot you. And I'm like, <laughs> like, this is the third time he did it guys. Third time. <laughs> Yeah, and he said we're both you know we were both victims mm-hmm. we were both fooled we both lost is what he said and yeah so they're kind of like in the plight together and so the, in this one we also have the uh uh at this point joyce and murray are let crash land in russia yes, and they're good i love that part they're crash landing after the mm-hmm. epic karate battle <laughs> 
And as we said before, we were talking about that the other crew, the rest of the crew are at the Crail house where it is uh, uh, super creepy. A lot of, is it Black Widows all over the place? And don't they go up to the attic? They're at a creepy house. Yeah. Do they find anything in there? Because like I said, I don't remember it that well. They find a collection of Black Widows in jars that he oh, kept okay. under the floorboards like a psychopath. <laughs> Um, and then finally, we've got the uh, Jason uh, finds Eddie, and they they jump out in typical like uh, oh yeah typical jock fashion. Like he, he they take off their shirts and go swim after him. You know, I'm just like like okay guys, you know he's out in a boat. You know, it's not a best idea to go swim after somebody in the middle of the night, but whatever. Yeah. And they almost catch up with them. And that's where, oh, you know, at this point, there is uh, the buddy, uh, Patrick. He's been, he's being tortured by Vecna also throughout this episode, right? Patrick. But, like, I don't remember. What was his, like, how is he tortured? No, you're right. I do remember there was the other boy. Yeah. He didn't ever get murdered. he He gets murdered at the end. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I can't remember now. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to go back and review this one and see, like, because I remember he does get killed, um, but he is like he's being tortured throughout uh, the episode by Vecna. So this makes three kills by Vecna now with um, uh, uh, for the students. And again, for people that don't realize, this has is a lot like a Nightmare on Elm Street. If a Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy would go after the high school kids who uh, because their parents had murdered him. And so, you know, it's his way of, of revenge by going after his, their kids now that they're in high school. But all right, Kelly. So with this one, you said you're giving this one a four out of five. Four out of five on this one. Yes. All right. With this one, I am going three out of five. I, this wasn't one of my uh, more favorite episodes. It seems like this was a little bit more filler to what's going on. What's going to come next. Cause in the next one, that's where we start getting a lot more background about uh, um. 11 and um and and it just furthers furthers the uh the story so uh any final parting thoughts before we end this episode of geekers creepers stranger things um just one more fun fact that okay. robin the character of robin is uma thurman's daughter which i always find so fun it's actually ethan hawk and uma thurman's daughter Mm-hmm. But she looks like Yeah, she does. She looks a lot like her. <laughs> and yeah, well, I found that out. I'm like, um, I think she was, I forgot what else she was in. But um, yeah, she does. I, I like, I really like her character. Her and Steve, I could, see, I would, if they did a spinoff show like Stranger, Stranger Things, I would watch it with us, just, just those two. He's those two really- crack me up. And then uh, just last comment mm-hmm. in the closed captioning version. I don't know if you are a fan of closed captioning or not, but they use the term squelching to describe the squishy sound of like <laughs> the parts going down the drain and like when the monster is like going into goop. And the word squelching is so disgusting to me <laughs> on my computer screen all the time. And it's so gross. And I wish they would pick a different word. <laughs> now, now we know, uh, what the, what Kapowski's new nickname is going to be? Squelcher. That is the most disgusting <laughs> word I've ever heard. Oh my god, bars. So, guys, thank uh, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining. 
the next episode, the next episode of Geekers Creepers should be a lot of fun because I'm, I am really curious on, on your theories. Um, after getting a taste of, of what, what are your, what are your theories was last time? I really want to find out more, but we're going to uh, end it here. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining Kelly, everyone out there listening. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And until next time, we wish you all the best in life, love and gaming. Good night, everybody.